The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 77, recorded December 15th, 2020. I'm one half of the team. My name is Joe Becker. With me, as always, is... Michael Diaz, the other half of the team. How you doing, Joe? Uh, better. <laughs> it's Tuesday. We're recording early, but by the time we got to this spot, I thought we may have to end up on Thursday, thanks to technology. But uh, anyways, you know, just when I um, when we were talking in the last podcast, I, I said, well, where's all the Marvel news? And well, while we were gabbing, there was a shit ton of Marvel news. Yeah, we really got fixated on the Star Wars news, which is cool. But yes, tons of Marvel news, almost as much as there is Star Wars news. Absolutely. So it worked out because we couldn't have gotten through it anyways, because it really is two Bibles of content uh, between these two. So a lot to talk about today in Marvel News. So that's going to be the bulk of the show. We will be talking Mandalorian, uh, The Believer, the last episode, and uh, some Dune wrap-up, which we put off last time. So we're going to get to it. Um, Michael, I'm just going to jump into Geek this week. I don't have anything. I didn't do anything other than like get stuff around the house done and you know, Christmas stuff and quarantining. So, well, so I had a thought this week. Wait a minute, though. Sorry, we have I something. Put, I, well, I put another three hours of uh, Jedi's Fallen Fallen Jedi video game on Xbox. So oh, that's, that works. That's geek. Yeah. No, I. You know, it's a fun game. I'm. I'm just not very good at those kind of games. Like, like figure out like the. You fight, and then there's like a puzzle area. Then you kind of, you know. So I just get, I'm getting better at. It. I'm getting more, more patient at it. It's, you know, it's the idiot me that grew up playing like Defender, where basically you just go up and down and shoot, um, and stuff like Crash Bandicoot through the Sony years and those kind of things. Uh, right, right. That th- these games I just never really explored. So I'm getting into the ex. Like I feel like I should end. Like I want to end the game rather than just enjoy the game, and that's on me. You know, as a as a game player, like you know, play to win, right? Um, but there's more to it than and these things. So, but I'm getting better, and I really like the game. So, see, I'm excited. So, as you all know, I have a PS5. Oh, they know. They fucking know, dude. That you're rubbing <laughs> it in every time you talk. <laughs> what is this third third podcast in a row? Like I get a PS5. Well, yeah, I do, and it's yeah. awesome. Um, I'm excited because free download. For Star Wars Squadrons, which you bought, right? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't even fired it up yet because I. I <laughs> well, you should. I, I, I know I should, but I'm playing one game. I'm playing. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm playing mostly Call of Duty, but I'm excited yeah. because Star Wars Squadrons, Squadrons. I can't say the word. Um, free download. I mean, for a twenty dollars game to give some free DLC, I'm in for it. Yeah. So is it they, free uh, for limited time for you, or then you got to buy it, or is it a? No, it's they. They just said anyone that has the game gets this this extra download. So it came with, you get three ships on each side, right? You get an X-wing, uh, you get oh, like a I forget what you get. Maybe it's four ships. Anyhow, you get the equal number of ships on both sides, whether you're Empire or um, Rebellion. Right. 
You fly for both eventually, I think. Yes. In the game, you, in the game you can choose what you prefer. Right. First off, the game's freaking hard. Is it? Like, Shit. <laughs> like, I thought I was pretty good at, like, aircraft games. And I don't know, maybe it's, I don't know. I'm having a hard time with this game, and I've got, I'm beginner level. And I failed one of the first missions. Okay. So. Now, I'll, I'll wait till I'm really frustrated and play that then. That'll be great. <laughs> but I'm excited because um, this week their uh, free download is you get the B-Wing on the Rebel side, which apparently is really hard to fly because you got the whole, you know, the, the cockpit that, you know, like on the gyroscopic effect that, you know, the cockpit stays in one position and all that. Right. But I'm, I'm excited because it's a B-Wing. It's one of my favorites. I can't wait to fly it. I'll suck, but I'm going to fly it. And then also um, the TIE Defender. Which oh really? The, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. From Rebels? No, from yeah, Rebels. I, well, I think it, I think it predates Rebels, but now I think Rebels actually brought it back into canon. I think it was they did right, right, exactly. Um, so I'm excited. I want to. I want to play the game some more. The thing is, I think I mentioned this last week. I've already run out of hard drive space, so <laughs> I need to get another hard drive so I can play yeah. Star Wars. But anyway. That's my geek this week. I'm excited about that because I'm going to do terrible at it, but I, I can't wait to fly a B-Wing. Cool. I'll have to download it and check it out. I, I haven't even fired it up, but I paid for the game and everything. So I didn't get a free game. Did you get a free I, game? What's that? You didn't get the game free. You just got free downloads for the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to get them too. You're going to have if you run away because seeing as you haven't installed it yet, you'll get the download. You know, right gotcha. Day one. Gotcha. So yeah, you get it too, Joe. Everybody gets it. Whew. Cool. I don't want to be left out. Um, all right, let's let's jump into the long list of uh, Marvel news, and then we'll uh, talk a uh, little Mandalorian and go from there. WandaVision. That is the we, we already know it was coming, so they released a new trailer. I, I don't think I learned anything new other than maybe the, more of the style. I guess. What about you? Oh, there's some real good clues if you look hard enough. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was in that movie. Um, Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. He was also in Ant-Man 2, uh, an Asian-American actor. I can't remember his name, and I'm, I'm sorry, I forget his name. I'm having a brain fart, but he uh, was a shield He's a comedian. Yes. Yeah, he was also on Veep. He's, he's good. Yeah, 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 he is very good. And it's pretty shitty that I can't remember the name, but that's the way it is. Yeah, so <laughs> but he was in Ant-Man 2, and he played the shield agent. It was kind of, well, I think shield, and then later, uh, well, he may have been part of the U.S. government, but remember, because... Um, Ant-Man was under house arrest, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. We yeah. see him in this, in a scene, running through a field with a bunch of other agents. And it was slight, but it kind of looks like the patch on his shirt, his uniform, mm-hmm. is for S.W.O.R.D., which is... Right. Are you familiar with S.W.O.R.D.? I know, it's a, but tell our listeners. Well, S.H.I.E.L.D. basically... So, kind of like how the FBI is in the U.S. and the CIA is for outside, and Shield is supposed to be on Earth. Sword is for is supposed to be for intergalactic or interplanetary matters. So, apparently, Sword was created. I'm assuming the way they're going to do it in the MCU is after Thanos, and obvious that there are now, you know, interstellar threats. Right. There has to be a force ready for that. So that's what Sword right. is. Kind of like Trump's Space Force. Yes, no, but cool. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you watched that Netflix show? Uh, I watched a couple episodes, not the whole thing. 
I, I'm thinking like maybe four or five in. It's all right. It's all right, right. It's not The Office, but it's not supposed to be. Well, no, yeah, you can't do that. Anyway. Okay, so um, that's uh, January 15th that's yeah. launching, right? And I think, I think the importance of seeing S.W.O.R.D. in this is that obviously Wanda has created some kind of pocket dimension reality or something. Yeah, it's either, I'm thinking it's either her way of coping with his death and she's gone somewhere and she's kind of living this out on her own. That's what I thought too. And I still think that's part of it. But I think somehow she's been detected and sort of trying to help her get out. I don't know if there's a, you know, there's always a bad guy, right? I don't know if there's someone influencing her. It's going to be an interesting take. This right now, this show gives me the, the most number of questions just because I think it might be a bit of a mind trip. Right. But, well, there's a. Did you see the quote by Kevin Feige? No, no, I didn't. Well, I probably did. What? Which quote are you talking about? So Feige says, you know, and quoting here, if you haven't seen any of them, the twenty-three movies, whatever, um, and want to step into this weird thing because you love the Dick Van Dyke, because you love the Dick Van Dyke show, it's going to work. But if you've been tracking the twenty-three movies we made and following along the stories into Phase Four, there will be a wealth of rewards waiting for you as it all unfolds. Awesome. So I don't know. I think it's going to it's going to tie into the multiverse. That, you know, yeah. that seems exactly. to be. You know, they, they've established. You know, obviously with the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thanos, interstellar threats. Now I think they're going to start messing with different realities as threats, and I think that's going to be part of this. Yeah. Well, I guess it's supposed to go directly into Doctor Strange, like directly set it up. Well, that and also, um, I don't know if in the trailer you see this young black woman show up, and she's like, "Hey, who are you?" And she's like, "I don't know." Right. That is the actress cast to be Monica Rambeau in Captain Marvel 2. So the supposition is that she is going to be playing Photon. Okay, I don't. so I don't know the, that character. So I, that, Well, I'll, I'll get to that when we get to Marvel 2. Captain gotcha. Marvel 2 news. So, gotcha. um, but nice segue there. Yes, the next film, obviously they kind of confirmed, well, we already knew, but Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We didn't say anything about it other than what they've said already. WandaVision is supposed to lead right into that. There's actually, obviously going to be some kind of tie-in from Spider-Man because we know Doctor Strange is showing up in the third Spider-Man movie. So, not sure who the big bad is, though. Right. And, well, Catherine Hahn is in it, too. Oh, really? In, in oh, uh, Wanda, yes. WandaVision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which makes sense because, okay, now this is rumor, but... Rumor is that, no, 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 that oh. Catherine Hahn is playing Agatha Harkness. I don't know who that is either. So. In the comics, she's this, she looks like an old biddy, right? But she's an ancient witch. Okay. Now, obviously, Catherine Hahn does not look like an old biddy. She no. might be. Who knows? If she's a witch, she can make herself look like whatever she wants. Right, right. The point is, here we have Doctor Strange, who's a wizard. Why couldn't there be a witch? Right. So if she's in Doctor Strange, that I think lends more credence to the rumor I heard. Right. And Jimmy Wu is that guy's name that you're looking for. Yes, thank you. And uh Kat Dennings is returning. Did you mention that? Did I miss that? I did not I I didn't mention it, but that makes sense too. She obviously has experience, you know, with Asgard and all that in the Right. right. So, you know, well, it doesn't make sense. It's weird. We know the character. None of this makes sense because we'll figure well, it out. It makes sense if 
this show also is the introduction of sword it would make sense for her to become an agent of sword oh gotcha that, that's what i'm saying we don't know a lot of these things but if you take what we think is happening or some of the rumors it kind of conveniently falls into place but that's how rumors work so i could be gotcha. wrong no no it's, you're you're gonna know more than i will on these characters so uh where am i i think we're on falcon and winter soldier trailer yes we are um that now so this let's be pretty clear what falcon and the winter soldier is it's not a series it's a limited story so it's a one-shot deal basically it's a long movie right kind of like just a really long movie split into five six however many parts it is yeah we don't really know right did they say they didn't say the uh amount of if they did i didn't catch it episodes from what i understand but a cool clip man um i find it weird uh Winter Soldier with like short hair. I don't know. That's why it's still throwing me. <laughs> well, that's how he was in the first Captain America movie. Yeah, because he was Bucky. But I guess he's Bucky again, right? Because he knows who he is. Right. Well, you know, the whole point of him going to Wakanda was to try to remove that brainwashing. And perhaps right. he's gone now. Yeah. So, but but why is he still going to use the moniker Winter Soldier? Because that seems like he wouldn't want that. But, right. you know, hey. Or will he become the White Wolf? Is that uh, where he goes in the comics, too? No, I I, I don't know. But but remember in uh, Black Panther. Oh, right. They call him him the White Wolf. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that'll stick, but I thought it was interesting. Right. Um, I mean, it looks cool. It's it's basically, this is going to be like Starsky and Hutch, man. (laughs) That's the way I see it. Right? Yep. And if you notice, Sam... You know, uh, Falcon. His costume's different again. Yep. And if you look, it's very similar. So when Falcon became Captain America in the comics. Right. It's very similar. The only thing different is that there isn't a center star in the chest, which they could easily add to this new costume to make him Captain America. And it might be the becoming of him being Captain America in this, right? Maybe? That that's my guess. If he, if the last episode doesn't end with him as Captain America, I will be surprised. Yeah, um, because the shield means a lot, and I guess we're going to figure out if he decides to use it, right? Right. It looks like so. he gives it up because we have, obviously see it in the museum, right? But then we later see you know John Walker with the shield, dressed as the government version of Captain America. It's interesting. I. There's a lot going to go on, and I obviously don't know what it is, but I'm super excited. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be good. And that comes in March, right? March 19th. Right. So if we get, you know, see, they're planning it, right? So they're they're getting people to, like, keep that subscription, you know, because I will. I know you, you'll you say you'll drop it in between months, but well, that's the thing. days in between, you know? <laughs> it's just like, why it ain't worth it then. That's the thing, right, because... The last episode of The Mandalorian is this week. Right. But there's only, what, three weeks until the next, until, what, WandaVision? Yep. So I guess I'm not going to drop it. Right, and that's the and that's what that's they need the to do. They need to create that stuff so that you keep it. It's on them. If they keep creating it, people will pay. Yes. All right, so one of my favorite things is next is the Loki trailer because, A, I just love Loki. So good. So good. So good. So can you tell me what the um, 
what did that what the, were, were they taking him the V what is that thing called oh it, you, have, you have Owen Wilson which is strange you know gray haired Owen Wilson which is weird um, but he, he like they, they, they like take him somewhere I I knew the name I think it's supposed to be like the time variance agency or something yeah like TV that. something like that TV yeah, TV, yeah. Right? is that what it, okay I didn't know the um, I didn't even think of what, what that was going to mean yeah, obviously, something's going on. I mean, we know that the Tesseract lets people jump through space and time. Right. Well, but I didn't know time. I knew space. Well, definitely space, but, you know, that's the thing. I mean, there's the time, you know, obviously the time stone, which is, uh, you know, going to be seen in WandaVision. Right. But, I mean, space and time are interrelated as far as, you know, it goes in physics. So I don't know how that's going to work exactly, but that appears to be where... We don't know, we, we don't know if he loses out of time because it's actually 2012. When he, It could still be 2012 the whole time. Yeah, okay. Gone. But, okay, we see several versions of Loki. It looks like there's one in the future. Now, again, this is all supposition, so I could be wrong. Right. But when you see... Loki kind of dressed with his, you know, the headdress and kind of in a suit. Yeah. That is indicative of, pre- or the, you know, elected Loki uh, comic that was a couple of years ago. He ran for president. Oh, did he? Um, and it looks like he was kind of like in an apocalyptic future. Yeah. Um, and then we saw Loki obviously being D.B. Cooper. Right. Which happened, what, in the late 60s, early 70s? Right. So he says something at the end. He goes, uh, uh, brother and, and the guy, uh, Idris Elba's character, Hem, Himmel, Heimdall. Heimdall. Yeah. He goes, you better be ready. That's right. the last and then word. See, yeah. yeah. Then we see the Bifrost open up. So yep. what does that mean? I haven't heard anything about Idris Elba coming, but may we see Heimdall maybe? Well, maybe it's, he's alive at this point. Cause it's not, it's 2012. If, if that's what we think, if he stays in that era. Well, that's the thing. We see that happen during the D.B. Cooper thing, which happened, you know, 60s, 70s. So my point is, I think there's going to be, I mean, with the TVA, maybe it's not because of the gem or the, uh, the Tesseract. Maybe they've used some kind of, they've unlocked time travel, and that's what their agency does. I don't know. Did we see a glimpse of Black Widow? I thought that's who it was. Okay, that's I did too, but it was just the back, right? Am I not, am I, okay. That could be a red hearing. But, you know, they showed different glimpses. There was all kinds of different versions of the Earth or some kind of apocalypse or something. Right. So, but I thought maybe it was her at where she died, like in the... Yes, I, I think so too. Right. I can't remember what planet or whatever the heck it was, but to get the Soul Stone. Uh, was it Von, Volheim? Something like that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head. Von Doom? What? <laughs> that's a that's a foreshadow. Right. Cool. So, but I'm looking forward to that. And these are these are the things that we already knew about. Yes. So And then um, we see if we're ready to move on, the what if trailer they showed. Yes. Which for the most part, they're getting the voice actors, the people that play the parts, to do the voices yeah. as well, which right. is cool. I mean, we're seeing in what if what um, what basically what if Peggy became Captain Captain Britain. America? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, we're seeing uh, 
Black Panther become uh, Space Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a whole host of other different what ifs. It looks good. I think it's fun. They're, they're going to be like, I didn't say how long the clips were going to be, the, the shorts, do we? 20 minutes? What are they? Are they like regular cartoon shorts? I would think so. Yeah. 25 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Not super yeah. long, but no. Just enough. But they got, uh, what's it, Jeffrey Wright to be the voice of the Watcher? Right. Which is funny because he is now also uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yes. He's all over the place. Right. That's and right. Is he in Westworld too? He's in Westworld, yes. Yeah. He's, he's great in Westworld. He's in. He's also with Mr. Bond. That's right. That's right. He plays a CIA agent who I can't remember his name, but yes. Yeah, he's great. He's in awesome Hunger Games. Man. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, looks cool, but, you know, well, not, you know, it just looks cool, but not, nothing major. It's what if. It's just, yeah, it's fun to play. It is fun. All right, Miss Marvel, you talk about that. I, I, I don't know much about that character either. So, Miss Marvel is all about Kamala Khan. She's, I believe, Pakistani, uh, Muslim, teenage girl. And what's cool is that, you know, it shows her and her Muslim Pakistani family. And she idolizes uh, Captain Marvel. And that's why she becomes Miss Marvel. Now, her powers are completely different. She basically has powers. Uh, similar to Mr. Fantastic. She can stretch? Yeah. Stretch and enlarge and other things like that. Not just stretch, but like also like she can basically has control of her body to change its shape and stuff. So Gotcha. That kind of stuff. What's interesting, so that that has just basically started filming in the last couple of months. So they don't have a trailer, but they showed us a sizzle reel. But they also revealed, kind of leading into the next, is that or leading into one of the movies. Um she is going to be in Captain Marvel 2. Right. So, again. Well, I would assume just, that Brie Larson might be in Ms. Marvel. Do they? Have, I would assume they meet or no? They're going to meet, but I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to meet in Captain Marvel 2 as opposed to the show. Who knows? It could be at the end of the series. Right. You want to cameo. I mean, even, even Nick Fury showed up on, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC, right? Right. So who knows? Um, but it's just, it's interesting because now they're establishing this next generation of heroes with these teens. I mean, we've already seen Spider-Man. He's a teenager. Uh, Miss Marvel. We're going to see more, especially right. going back to WandaVision. They showed her with twins. And those those children grow up to become members of the Young Avengers. So... Already, Marvel's laying in the tracks for the next 10, 20 years of films. Yeah, well, they, yeah, I mean, that's a smart way to do it. Right. It's working for them. So far. So far, yeah. They haven't had, a, I mean, they've had movies that have been less successful, but they have not had a bomb yet. Yeah, I think the ones that weren't as successful, the bar wasn't quite as high for them at that time. Um, true, true. You know, but anyway. It's it's good. Feige's planning it out like a good corporation. Yep. So, like I said, she's going to appear in uh, Captain Marvel 2, which has been confirmed with uh, director Nia DaCosta. And they've also confirmed that the woman that we see in the WandaVision trailer will show be playing Monica Rambeau, possibly Photon. Photon's her character in the comics. 
Um, she was Captain Marvel for a while in the comics, um, wore a white and black costume, but eventually she changed her name to Photon, and now Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel. So, Got it. And that fits because, what, Captain Marvel happened in the 90s, and this is happening, I'm assuming now. Present now. day, right. Right, so that little girl is now 20 years older. Do you think they'll write any of what we just went through as a world with COVID and any of this stuff? You know, it's an interesting that, question. Um, I don't know. Can, it'd be interesting to say, like, you know, we can, I, I can hear Captain America say stuff like, you know, we can fight Thanos, but a virus, nothing we can do. Maybe you know, not directly, but Marvel has always been very good at doing analogs. I know. That's that's part of, you know, that's the reason, that's basically a really good Stanley thing. Like, you know, it's part, of, they, they want people to, he wanted people to think they are actually part of this world, right? So real places, New York and those instead of Gotham City kind of thing, the metropolis. Exactly. So maybe they'll do an analog for it. But then again, the snap or the blink or whatever they called it, that was already not exactly COVID, but it was a devastating effect on the world. Right. So, but then again, the world's under, always under peril in comic book movies and comic books. So I could see that happening. I can see them talking about it. Um, okay, next thing, Hawkeye series. Harry Sandfield has been confirmed as Kate Bishop, which was one of the worst secrets ever. Everyone yeah. assumed she was. There's a picture of her wearing the black and purple yeah. uniform, which, do you know who Kate Bishop is? I know the name. I remember, but I forgot. <laughs> She's basically teenage Hawkeye. Well, yeah, that I knew, but it's not his daughter. Correct. I think they were kind of, I thought maybe they were setting up his daughter from, um, you know, end, end game. Right. You know, when she was hitting the target. Which would have worked. It would have worked. But yeah. maybe, you know, after what he's been through, maybe he doesn't want his family going into that life. But sure. Kate Bishop, like she literally, her code name is Hawkeye. They both go by Hawkeye. Got it. So, yep, that's been confirmed. As well as, Another terrible secret, uh, Tatiana, what's her name, Maslahi? Ma, I can't ever say her name right. Maslani. Take over to Black Widow? No. No, this is She-Hulk. Oh, She-Hulk. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, that one was one that was... I was thinking of the name. When you were talking, I'm thinking Yelena. <laughs> oh, yes. No. Tatiana, did I say it right, Tatiana? Yeah, Tatiana Maslani. Okay. That here's she has been confirmed for She-Hulk, which again we all kind of knew already. But what's interesting is that they've confirmed that Mark Ruffalo is back as the Hulk, which he kind of had to be there because She-Hulk can't exist without the Hulk. Um, do you know how the She-Hulk was made? Um, I thought maybe God took a rib from Hulk and made. <laughs> <laughs> so she's the Hulk's cousin, and she's oh, totally normal. Um, something happens, and I think they've changed it a few times over the comics, but I think in one version she was like in a car accident or something, and they're in the middle of nowhere, and the only way she was going to survive is with a blood transfusion. So oh, got it. He yeah. transfused her. So the difference is she is always in that state, which obviously Hulk is now as Professor Hulk, but she's always in that state, not quite as massive. Right. Think of her like a seven, eight foot tall woman instead of- She's uh, basically the beast. Yeah, kinda, but she's but she's I, a lawyer. Uh, yeah, and I don't like Professor Hulk, so 
Just well, don't. What's interesting about She-Hulk, um, she was a lawyer to begin with, and she still remains a lawyer in the comics and often defends heroes. Yeah. Wasn't Beast a lawyer as well? Who? Oh, Beast. Beast. The next no. man. No, he's yeah. a scientist. He's a scientist, but wasn't he like going to Congress and shit? Well, in the, one of the films, he was going to Congress. Yeah, he testified. That's what it was. Still, um, his day job was still there is what I'm saying. Right. And she, she has a day job too. Yeah. So okay. that was confirmed. But what's even more interesting, Tim Roth is finally back after 12 years as the Abomination. Meh. This sounds like a failed series to me. I don't know. You know, I'm not a huge She-Hulk fan, but Tatiana. I got to think of She-Hulk. Abomination was stupid, so I don't even want to see it. But, you know, I, I like the Abomination because he's, he's always been part of Hulk lore. And, and I get it. It's the cheesy mirror villain that's basically the same as the hero, just different. Yeah, but they already had it, so I don't need it again. I just, I, you know, it's just, it's me. I mean, I, you know, we say this stuff with Star Wars and all these other things. I just, I, I don't, I, this feels a little weak. Well, I'm wondering if, like, the Abomination has been through something or, or she's defending him in court or something like that. I don't know. Tim Roth is a fantastic actor. Yes, he didn't have much to do oh, yeah. in. Nothing to do with him. I'm, I'm no, not saying anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they really didn't give him a lot to do in Incredible Hulk, except, you know, look pained. But Tatiana, fantastic actress that did amazing work on Orphan Black. I mean, she played like 12 different characters. Mm-hmm. So the acting chops, and Mark Ruffalo is no, no you know. Uh, He's great, right. Right. I don't think he'll be in it for more than an episode. I think he'll pop in a couple times here and there, but you're right. He's not going to be the focus because. Otherwise, the show would be called the Hulk. Oh, exactly. It's it's a transfusion and go. Oh, here here's your Hulk power. You might change, and then right, you know right. um, they gotta they gotta get the Hulk back to the Hulk. I I you know I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know either. I hope. Otherwise, you know, to me, it's still the best Hulk is from the first Avengers. Full stop. Oh, I enjoyed it, especially when he punches Thor. That that scene was hilarious. Yeah, it's great. So, I don't disagree. Um, all right, let's move on because we we got a crap ton to do here. No, no, uh, confirmed. Not much to say, but other than that, we we've talked about that. Yeah. And so, so secret invasion looks interesting, though. And I'm I'm assuming is this going to take place right after Captain Marvel in that time period? So they're going to de-age him. So for those that. I'm talking before we even say what it is. Secret Invasion is a series with Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn, who plays the um, uh, uh, what's that group? What are those? Scroll. The, the scrolls. So he plays the scroll character that he played in Captain Marvel, and um, from what I understand, it's another buddy cop thing or whatever. Right. Here's the thing. No, I don't think it takes place in the '90s because they already established in Spider-Man: Far From Home. That the scroll, remember the scroll, Ben Mendelsohn, right? Was Sam Jackson? Yes, that's true. We find out Sam Jackson was taking a vacation on the scroll ship. That's true. So I think it's going to be current times. Now, Secret Invasion was a big comic book event in the comics, mm-hmm. and it was about the scrolls secretly invading Earth and replacing several heroes. But some are already replaced now, right? right. Allegedly. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They replaced some of them some time ago. But they're bad guys. Yeah. As 
we already saw in Captain Marvel, they flipped the script and made the Skrulls refugees. Right. So I think they're just like they did with Age of Ultron, they're taking good names from comic book events, but the stories are nothing like them. So I think that's what Secret Invasion is. They took that name, it's a great name, but it's not going to be the same because if you did Secret Invasion, it would have to be on par with like Endgame or um, Infinity War. It would be that massive of an event. So the fact that this is a TV show tells me it's not going to be the huge massive war invasion thing. No. Right. It's going to be more subtle, like 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 you said, like a buddy cop movie or show. Yeah, it could be fun. And they had a good rapport. I, I gotta say I love Ben Mendelssohn, so Oh yeah, yeah he's awesome. Um but I didn't know I didn't even know who he was until Rogue One, to be fair. hundred percent same th- exact thing. But now everything I've seen him in, I've loved him. I know, he's good. He's good. Um, okay. We've got next um, Ironheart. So this is uh, going to be kind of a young scientist girl, right? Um, yep. Riri Williams. And she creates, I guess, another suit of armor. And maybe she's going to be the new Iron person, Iron Man, Iron. She's Ironheart. Ironheart. Um so this is how they may take the place of Tony Stark in this universe going forward? Possibly. So yeah, she comes from the comics as well. When Tony was dead, she briefly took on the mantle of Iron Man. Then again, so did Dr. Doom. There was two of them going on. But she is a teenage wonderkin. I think she's a student at MIT or something like that. Right. And basically she reverse engineers and improves upon Stark technology. And builds her own armor called Ironheart. So it's a legacy character for Tony, yes. But we'll see where it goes. She's very popular in the comics. I haven't actually read it. I just know that little bit about it. So, um, But again, it could be cool. Generation. It could be cool. I think this is where they may get the most blowback by assholes. I could see that. You know, where these are the assholes that are going to say, like, okay, everybody, it's always a woman now, and it's this or that. Um, the whole from, you know, the Ray and Scott in Star Wars kind of thing, and all these guys that get all pissed off because women are doing stuff. Um, uh, I'm not saying I'm giving it blowback. I think this could be cool. I'm just saying I think this could be the one where some people, because Tony Stark means a lot to a lot of people. And, you know, um, I don't know. Could be. I, I hope not. I'm just. I'm just throwing it out there that that could happen. I hope it doesn't, but I. I don't disagree with you. But that looks cool. And then to pair that up, there's going to be Armor Wars with Don Cheadle as War Machine. So. Yep, and this whole thing is basically, in the comics, it was Tony Stark going around and kicking everyone's ass that stole his technology. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Tony Stark is dead, so it looks like War Machine is, but. The only thing I'm going to say on this is, why would they just totally hand wave away Iron Patriot? I, you know, I don't know because I think he was he was part of the Accords and then he broke with the Accords, so I don't know what that means. But it was just Iron Patriot was literally just a War Machine repainted with. Oh, I know, blue. but he was part of the he was the government's right, but then then he broke from the government, so they don't have the they don't have the armor. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Anyhow, yeah. I just thought it was interesting because that was a good character. Well, it was a good set of armor. Maybe it'll oh, come yeah. back. Who knows? 
It was cool. I, I think it's more of that, though, that he just broke with them uh, after the Accords so that he just became War Machine again. Or just him. <laughs> you know? They didn't really call him War Machine from what I remember in 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 uh, Endgame or anything like that. They just called him Rhodey. Yeah. Yeah, I think they do mention his name. Good point. So... It's just that. And I guess Don Cheeto will still have his uh, walking um, exoskeleton, right? Because yep. that's, that's the way he can walk now. Unless, of course, you know, everything, technology always gets smaller. So at some point, I think you'll end up having something you don't well, see anymore. The only thing I wish I could have done with, with the Iron Man thing was um, I really liked the um, the series where he becomes the armor. The um, Oh, my gosh. What is that? They, they they hinted at it from Iron Man three three yeah extremists extremists yeah that's I thought that was one of the best ways of telling the Iron Man story which kind of gives him more life I guess I don't know um, but we shall see and I really thought they were going to bring that kid back from Iron Man three to be the next Iron Man that's why he was the, in the uh, funeral but they still could they still could they still could. It'll be like a teen iron people. Well, uh, there's a way we can bring him back, and we'll get to that in a little bit here because I'll touch on that when we get to Ant Man. Right. Okay. So, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which will be next year, right? Yep. 20. No, I think they're doing that in 2022. Oh, two years. Okay. Yep. They're going to film it concurrently with the new film. Right. Which, when did they say that that was going to be shot? Um, well, he's still finishing up Suicide Squad. So they're probably going to film that film this year. And we probably won't see it till 2022. And then the holiday special. Yeah. And it's just a one-shot deal. So. Yeah. It's a nice little homage to Star Wars as well. Yeah. At least it's not a Lego one. <laughs> um. We never, you never, I know you didn't like it. I saw you posted that. Didn't I tell you though? I said, you know, I was pretty nice, but um, it's, it's Lego. So, I mean, it's, it's all the Legos like that stuff. So Uh, the Lego movie was smarter than that. Oh uh, yes. But uh, you know, it's just basically, like I said, it's a Dennis Miller skit or something. It's, it's all references and bad stuff. Yeah. Anyways, we won't get into that. (laughs) Um, you were just a lot meaner on social media than I was. Okay. Thor, Love and Thunder. Not much to say there. They basically just confirmed that Christian Bale is playing uh, Gore the God Butcher. Who is so, I don't, I, again, I don't know that character, so maybe you can tell people a little bit who, who that is. I don't know much about him. I know he wasn't created until I think it was Jason Aaron's run, who has had who had basically the run on Thor the last 10 years. And I'm assuming that Thor's death or Thor Odinson might come about. Not sure on that, but that would help explain why Jane becomes Thor. For a short time period. And again, that's another one of those kind of like the Iron Man thing where I think people, some people got pretty upset about that, if I remember right. Yeah, but you know, Aaron, you know, I'm going to take a line from you. You know, if the writing's right, if it's good, I don't care who the character is. If if it's a good story and it's told well, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm with you. I it, it's just an old old person's thing. It's like I don't want to see anybody else be Batman than Bruce Wayne. You know, I don't. You know, I don't. 
you know, Clark Kent is Superman or right. you know, Kal El. It's just that's just the way it's written, and that you know, I'm not saying it. I, I don't, you know, it, it's just all well, those things. I, I, you know, most times I agree, but sometimes it works really well, like Miles Morales, yeah, Spider Man, absolutely. And even then, it'd be tough to have no Peter Parker ever. Right. Right. You know, it's just the you know. Yeah, so now Marvel has both. They're both Spider-Man. Right. So. Um, so, and then, okay, so where we live off of, we are. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumanium or something? Quant- Quantumania. So, you mentioned the kid from Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. I'll get to him in a sec, but they've revealed. So, Michelle Pfeiffer's back, Michael Douglas is back, you know, everyone's right. back. Now that they've opened up the fact that getting small and getting to the quantum level can also involve time travel and alternate realities from Endgame, right. Marvel has just opened up Pandora's box in many ways. Sure. So now, obviously, we're going to get the multiverse, but also we're going to have time travel hijinks because they've announced the big bad is Kang the Conqueror. Do you know who that is? Uh, only because I looked him up, not because... Okay. That's well, tell, tell, our, tell our people. Long story short, I mean, he's got a big backstory, but the gist is he's from the future and comes back to the past to become a conqueror, to control the future. Does he try to kill John Connor or? Right, right. He predates John Connor, okay? He predates the, the Terminator, but he basically tries to come back in time and use his knowledge of the past to rule the world. Now, obviously, the past is always changing, yada, yada, yada. But here's the thing. We don't know who King the Conqueror is. And if Marvel is laying down the groundwork for this next generation of heroes for movies in the next five, ten years, mm-hmm. first off, with Wanda having her twins, who later become members of the Young Avengers, or with Miss Marvel, who also becomes, what, uh, I think a member of the Challengers or something, or the Champions, Avengers-like team. Um, part of the Young Avengers was a character called Iron Lad, who was like an Iron Man copy, um, but younger, um, who that kid we saw in Iron Man 3 could play. But what we know about Iron Lad is that he's actually the young boy, or teenage boy, who later in his life becomes Kang the Conqueror. So... Okay. The- I'm not saying that's what Marvel's going to do, but by making Kang the bad guy in this movie, we may not be done with that kid from Iron Man 3. Well, that's interesting because what I've read about Kang in this short thing is that he's really tied a lot to the Fantastic Four, which I think that could lead to the Fantastic Four movie. That as well. He's tied with the Fantastic Four. He's, he's fought the Avengers several times. So, so what, I, what I'm reading, and uh, maybe it's wrong, that it's pre uh, a king is actually Nathaniel Richards which is uh a descendant of possibly Reed Richards. Oh, could be. And it's that so I'm going to read the first paragraph here and that uh, becomes fascinated with history. He's, he's the 31st century scholar, a descendant of Reed Richards, becomes fascinated with history and discovers the time travel technology created by Victor Von Doom. And he goes back in time to ancient Egypt aboard a sphinx ship sphinx sphinx Oh my Sphinx God. ship. 
sphinx-shaped time ship, boy, say that, and becomes the Pharaoh Ramatut, Tut, sorry, with plans to claim En Sabah Nur, the mutant dis- destined to become Apocalypse, as his heir. Okay. Gotcha. Some weird stuff. So, um, it's, uh, but the Fantastic Four is involved and, um, you know, uh, anyways. But if, if Kang is in this somehow, I think maybe that's a good way to bring him into the, bring the Fantastic Four to life then, because that could be the next. He's kind of a, a, a I don't know if he's as big as Thanos or as tough as Thanos, but um, something like that. Someone a thousand years in the future would seem like a god to someone to us, right? Yeah, but Thanos was pretty pretty tough to. I agree. I agree. But you know, here's the thing. Again, all these multiple dimensions and time travel. I would not be surprised if we saw Thanos again. Yeah, of course. Nobody ever really goes away. Nobody ever. Really, no one's ever really gone, according to Luke. Um, so, a broader question before we get to the last couple things uh, with Marvel: Do you think with this whole idea with Marvel multiverse, they can stop worrying about everything being continuity? Then, so they can actually give themselves a breather and not have everything connect all the time, every time. I don't know, because the way everything's tied into each other, with the shows beginning the movies, the movies going back to the shows, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's there's a lot. They're going to make mistakes. Um, I don't know. I, I think everything is still tied together in some way, shape, or form. But I don't know. Maybe they loosen that up. But here's the thing. you know. Again, once you introduce the idea of multiverse and time travel and all that, it makes it very easy to do a soft reboot at any point in time. Yeah, it's kind of cheesy, but yes. But it works. I mean, in comics, obviously the characters never actually age. I they know. still self-reboot the comics now and then. Oh, yeah, because it's more fresh. We, we want right. Yeah. So the movies, though, you have actors that actually do age and don't stay alive forever. So Right. Okay, so, that, so that's a good segue into Black Panther 2. Um, sadly enough, uh, they're not going to replace Chadwick Boseman. Good. Um, well, is it, I mean, I get it. Look, look, it's, it's, it's almost the same story with, with Princess Leia, right? There was talk of maybe replacing her and actually writing what they were supposed to do, but the mess that was the sequels, we're not going to talk about that now, but the point is there was talk about recasting. Um, the only reason I say sad in that it's not is because now we, I don't want to lose the character of Black Panther. And do I really want to, I don't really want to, I don't know, dive into, it's going to be the world of Wakanda, but Black Panther was just getting started, man, he, you know, know. as, a, as know. a character. And I, and I, I don't, you know, as, as sad as it is, and, and uh, um, maybe this movie will lead to another Black Panther or something will happen, but you got to, you got to address it. You got, yeah. you can't have, you can't have Wakanda like, well, oh, what was he out? Uh, fighting somewhere in a different galaxy and this is just kind of like what's happening. Like you can't not address it. Right. And what you, you can't call up, how can you call it Black Panther 2 and there's no Black Panther? Oh, there will be. There 100% will be. Uh, Shuri is going to be Black Panther. I will guarantee it. Well, okay, fine. But then they got to stuff to address it. Yeah, yeah. Address, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're not recasting they say they're not recasting Black Panther because they're not going to recast T'Challa. But I 100% guarantee you 
that Shuri is going to become the next Black Panther. And that's why it's Black Panther 2. It's not, the second movie isn't called, you know, City of Wakanda or Country of Wakanda. It's called Black Panther 2. That's why Shuri is 100%, I have no doubt, going to be the next Black Panther. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I'll bet a dollar. (laughs) I I mean, sure, it makes sense. Um, But she wasn't really a fighter. No, but that's the I, thing. Would, I would rather what, what, what was have to be. No, but who's the other persons that was the the head? Oh my god, from Michonne. I don't know the actress name. Oh, uh, General uh, General Okeo. Yeah, why couldn't she be? She could be, but she's part of the um, Dora Milaje. So she's not part of the royal line. Sure, he is. She's the next. She's actually technically the next person in line. Well, then they have to say he's dead. Oh, they will. Well, you don't know that because we didn't know how he died, right? You say, oh, we just, we just get there and he's, I don't know. I think we'll see. It's a, it's a big task to figure out. It sucks. It does. I I have no doubt that, I, I don't know if he'll die off screen or not. I'd like to believe that they sure, it starts with an action scene that shows him dying. And then it's a major shock and then eventually, you know, an honor and memorial and blah, blah, blah. And eventually it's going to be Shuri that takes up the mantle because as sad as it is, don't get me wrong. I agree with you. Chadwick Boseman was just starting with that role. And that first movie is so fucking fantastic. Yep. And the way that first movie ends though, where he's like, we're opening up to the world. We're going to share with the world. Wakanda is not hiding anymore. I was like, where are they going to take this? And him dying, and then her coming up to pick up the baton and, you know, um, give honor to his legacy, to his dream of what he wanted, it, it works. Yeah. It's not what I we'll wanted. See. We'll but. see. We'll see what they do. Right. Um, yeah, nobody wants that. That just happens to be what right. all, you, all you can but do. I think, I'm hoping they can make lemonade out of lemons. Right. But I think, I don't know. I think you could recast if you had to. Um, maybe this isn't the time, but you could. Uh, Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I got lost because we talked about it already, in a way. Um, so there's not much to this other say they're going to make it. We don't know anybody who's starring in it. We know that uh, uh, John Watts, like you wrote, um, is part of this. And I, I hope they get it right, you know? Oh, it's... It, it seems like the hardest one. I don't know why. It shouldn't be because it's about family. So they should be able to do it well, you know? But well, did you like the ones, the, the ones with um, Michael Chiklis and... Uh, Chris Evans? Yeah, Chris Evans. <laughs> and Ian Grufold or whatever. Yeah. All right, let's, let's get right to it. Jessica Alba is the weakest link in that chain right she was not good in that movie but uh chris evans he played the human torch he's supposed to be aggressive and cocky right yeah, as a character right michael chiklis was perfectly cast as ben Grimm. perfectly yeah. uh i wish they could cast him again and you know what maybe they could but so she, he was a multiverse digital right well right. yeah i mean no, nobody nobody knows yeah but anyway, we have no idea on the casting. All we know, like we, like you just said, John Watts, 
who had done fantastic on the first two Spider-Man films. Mm-hmm. That's a good casting because he really did make it uh, about family and that as well, you know? Right. So he makes it, I don't know, feel good. So I think they got the right guy. Um, could still fuck it up. I mean, Fox, Fox couldn't get it right. But I have more faith. And the only thing I'll say about Fantastic Four is that I hope they cast John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Well, there's talk of him and his wife. Well, that would be perfect. I didn't even think about her. But, you know, I don't know how she became, and I know we've touched on this before, how Emily Blunt has become one of the most badass action stars in the last 10 years. Right. She has. She's great. So, yeah, there's talk of of, of both of them. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of want, I kind of want, I want no namers in some way, shape or form. I want, you know, kind of treat it like, like, um, I hate saying it, but like Star Wars in a way where like, you didn't know anybody. And maybe, maybe just, maybe just hopefully Dr. Doom is the only person, you know, you know, maybe, I mean, sometimes that works out fantastically and, uh, that could very well be, we don't know who's being cast at all. I mean, who the hell knew Chris Hemsworth, other than he he played uh, Kirk's dad? Right, he was almost destitute. Was ready to go back to Australia and give up his acting career. Right now, he's richer than shit. So it'll be fine. I, I think it'd be a really cool not to, to start Fantastic Four with with people we don't know and, and don't turn it all into a perfect um, big time casting. You know, I agree. I they could do that, but gun to my head, I want to see John Krasinski. That's just my two cents. But, but why? What, what? Why? What? What is he any better than anybody else? What? What makes him perfect for this role? I don't. I. I could care less whether he is or not because I don't think it's not like. Um. I've always thought like, oh my god, he's going to be the best. Uh, fan, you know, Reed Richards. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, I don't. I, I can see a billion people playing Reed Richards because well, Reed know, Richards. Reed Richards is about the most vanilla thing you're going to have have as a character. Right. There, there is that. But um, a couple of reasons why. First off, um, with Krasinski, he did try out for Captain America and made it almost yeah, to the end. He, and they he didn't get it. He didn't get it. Yeah. Um, he's Now it's been 10 years now since, well, about 10 years since the Captain America. So he's more in that Reed Richards uh, age range. And I've seen some mock-ups with people showing digital mock-ups with giving him that white at the temples. And it works. But more importantly, yeah. he in, oh, shoot, what was that movie? The horror movie he did with the sound. Did you see it? Yeah. A Quiet Place? Yeah, he's fine. I thought he he's, was also, really, he's, he's also good as Jack Ryan. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. I think as Jack Ryan, he shows he's got the action chops, but also in A Quiet Place showed he's got that, you know, the dad chops too. I think he could pull it off. Uh, he could totally pull it off, but I'm not like like oh shit they didn't cast him so fuck it. Oh, I won't be that way either. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I said, right now dream casting. They've announced the film. I would if they announced John Krasinski as Captain or Mister Fantastic, I'd be over the moon. But if he doesn't get it, I'm not going to be like I'm not going to see the movie. I'm going to be either or. Sorry, what? Oh, I said, uh, uh, oh, yeah, gotcha, if they yeah, cast yeah. him, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not going to see the movie. Gotcha, I'm, gotcha. I'm open to it. I would love to see him cast, but if they don't, well, as long as it's not Ian Grufold or whatever the guy's name is. 
Who? Ian. What was that guy's name? Ian. The guy that was the last Mister Fantastic. Ian. Oh. No, the five. The, the original. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not whoever was this last time. Yeah, I have to look through. I haven't seen the last version of Fantastic Four. I haven't even seen it. It's okay. Michael. Um, oh my gosh, the guy, guy who played Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he played Human Torch. He was good. It was fine. It, it was. It just lacked heart. It just lacked something. I don't know what it was. It just it missed something. Is it on Disney Plus? Oh, it might be. Yeah, I think it is. Give it I a shot. I can watch it. Just, it's just, it's just like watching a car wreck. You just got to get Dr. Doom right because he's fucking badass. Yes. That's what he That's the thing. Dr. Doom was in the last three Fantastic Four movies. Do they go back to that well for a fourth attempt? Well, it's all new. I think you have to have Dr. Doom at some point. Well, they could build to him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. Um, but, but yeah, I think you you have to get to him. Um, he's just cool. He's Darth Vader. Oh, he's great. He's yeah. the perfect combination of technical know-how, like Iron Man, but also magic. Right. So, yeah. All right, we are already <laughs> an hour. So, and that's just the Marvel. So let's get into um, more. Miss one more Marvel's Legends. Go quickly. I don't know much about this. I just announced it this week. I think it's more going to be just a show. It, it, it's going to highlight why certain characters are important and blah, blah, blah. It seems more like uh, fancy extended commercials for the shows that are coming out. But they're turning it into a show. Got it. All right. Whew. So between that and Star Wars stuff, you are getting your... You're nine ninety nine now a month, I think, or eight ninety nine now. They raise it a dollar. <laughs> oh, it raises the spring, doesn't it? Yeah, but I mean, it's going to be a dollar more. So for your dollar, you're getting all this stuff. And that's just from Marvel and Star Wars. So anybody who listens to this show, probably it's you know a good bet that they're watching these things. So let's move on to uh, the Mandalorian, the Believer. Last episode, um, there's just so much have gone on between now and then, and it's only Tuesday. We usually shoot, we've been recording on Thursday. We we're trying to get this out a little earlier uh, because you know we've got a big day on Friday as the series wraps up. This was the penultimate episode, and um, Michael, I'm gonna let you speak first on it. Well, okay. So as you know, Joe, we have a chat between me, you, and our friend Alan, and we always kind of do a recap or what we thought or reactions on the episodes after we've seen them. And I, I know what I said was a little bit out there, but for me, this was probably my favorite episode of the series. And I think that was because as awesome as it was to see Boba Fett come back, as awesome as it was to see Ahsoka in live action, it was nice just to have a Star Wars story where I wasn't like, oh, what's the big reveal of this episode? It was just the story that it was. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. So, now. Will it remain my favorite episode of the season? I don't know. But I did like how it humanized the Empire to a degree, but also still showed that the officers of the Empire are inhuman. Uh, yeah, look, listen, this, it was a great episode. Um, you know, favorite is tough. I, I hate trying to always one-up the next episode. I don't think that's what this is. Whole, this whole journey is one big story. So right. to me, this is a really good 
um, character driven decision making for these characters um, was great. Right. And I, I was, Oh my God. When I first saw Bill Burr was going to be in an episode from first season, I'm like, man, comedian, you know, don't, don't F this up. It's star Wars. I don't need, I don't need um, jokes. You know what I mean? And I, I was worried about that. I was worried a lot. Um, and granted that episode may not be people's favorite from season one, but I knew that something was going to happen from that episode. Like for some reason he's there. There's, there's Dave Filoni does not put filler episodes in there. I've said it many, many times, no matter what Alan says. <laughs> uh, and I know you can't defend yourself, Alan, if you're listening, but too bad. It's not filler. It's, it's usually, <laughs> it's usually a foreshadow to something that either is needed or will be used later on in the series. And here we go. Now, the cool thing was everybody said, Oh great. It's going to be an episode about busting out this guy. Nope. He was out in the first three seconds of this, of the show. And I'm like, Sweet. Now what? Right. So that, that was already smart writing because everybody's like, oh man, it's, it's a breakout one and he's out in three seconds. So you're like, wow, what's this journey going to be? Yep. So it automatically took you to a better spot um, right off the bat because it didn't do what we thought it was going to do. And I'm not saying it in, in a, in a bad way. I also liked where they found him, that whole scrapyard of TIE fighter stuff and everything was brilliant. It was great. Um. Well, and, you know, there was also a lot of symbology there with him. Yep. You know, he was part of the Empire, and here he is helping to literally break down the re- remnants of the Empire. Yep, for sure. Um, but I got to tell you, man, I thought he was absolutely fantastic in this episode. 100% fucking agree. Oh, my God. I, I never thought I was going to get the, that that particular character was going to pull me in, but... Man, it was really it was a it was a mirror of two sides. Well, actually, Mandalorian wasn't really on a side, but and at the end of the day, it was a perfect way of saying Rebels Empire when they're driving in that truck thing or whatever, and he sees the people on the side. And he said to them, "They don't give a shit. No one's helping them, right?" Um, which gives you some insight into Mayfield's character in that he probably came from nothing, and the Empire gave him a job, right? So he could eat and do what he needed to do as a person, but then found himself in wartime um, and learned some things. Well, yeah. And you got to think, too, the average you know, soldier has no idea what Sidious Palpatine had planned and what no. machinations. All he saw was, like you said, a job and maybe a way to bring order to the universe or the yep. galaxy. Yep. You know, yep, yep, sure... Yep. The officers, as we see, are a little bit psychophantic, or not psychophantic, uh, maybe uh, sociopathic. Yeah. But certainly, certainly not empathetic, that's for sure. Right. Well, so his comment, you know, that just like you said, it doesn't matter to them, Rebellion Empire. We're not helping them. It really, you know, as long as the trains show up on time, people are usually happy. Yep. And they'll deal with oppression to a degree. As long as things are safe and, and comfortable to a degree. And that made me think a lot of how it was very analogous to like even maybe what happened has happened the last twenty years in Iraq. Right? Yeah. Yep. US came in, you know, they took out Saddam Hussein. 
But at least under Sodom, I mean, don't get me wrong, he was brutal, did terrible thinking, things to his people, but the train showed up on time, the buses yeah. showed up on time. Mm-hmm. You know, well, not so much sure there, more, more for Mussolini, but I'm not sure about that, right? But yes, I, there was, there was, point, you know, there, you there was the order. Right, there I mean, was some it, order. Even yeah, if there was, a, uh, you know, a fist, a club fist, but, yeah. right. But, but he, even the first, first, even the first episode when we had um, uh, Mando took the job and was in front of, um, oh my gosh, the term, the director, what's his name? Werner Herzog. Yeah, when he was saying, you know, uh, take a, take a look around. Is it better now? You know, you know, we don't know. So they've set that up for a while ago that this this was going to play on. Yep. So, but anyways. Um, Mayfield says some really interesting things to, to Mando and saying, you know, hey, we've all got this code until shit goes down, right? Like, and then how far do you, you, you make decisions based on how bad things get? What will you do? What will you, you know, sacrifice your code for what? You know, when will you break your code and your oath, right? And lo and behold, you know, to Din, the child, yeah, Grogu means more than his oath, so he's going to do whatever it takes, right? To Excellent do what he to do. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just great. And the and my gosh, you know, you don't get to see him very often, right? But Pedro, when he took that helmet off, you can feel the weight of of what he just did, like in his face, like yes. he is freaked out, right? Yes. Um, now, listen that that little scan of his face—that's not accident, my friend. Again. That will come back. Yep. It, it will come back. Uh, the Empire now has his face, or yep. whoever. It's on a. It's on a. They don't know he's the Mandalorian, but they know that face, right? right. So he's he's gonna, you know, it will be out there now. So, um, it, it's uh, that was tough. It was, it was good. And then you know that that guy who played um, oh, was it Van Helsing? Not Van Helsing. What the hell's his name? Oh boy, the baddie, the baddie imperial guy. Or just the officer? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Who played Joe Chill? Yeah, he played Joe Chill. He also played the um, the uh, Ice King. Oh yes, the, yes. Um, in Game of Thrones, I was trying to remember what his name was on the show. Anyways, when when Mayfield's talking to him about what what they did. In that fight, uh, I can't remember. Operation Cinder, Cinder, right? Where they just destroyed shit, which, which is from um, Battle Battleground, Battlefront uh, Two, yeah, Battlefront Two video game, which I never finished that either. I'm gonna finish that. Jeez, so many things. Um, Operation Cinder, and the, how he's talking about this is gonna create even more chaos, but. Mayfield figuring out like, oh, and I think this is why the show is called The Believer. It's like, oh, he, he he's now a believer against the Empire maybe or something like that. Um, point is that whole holding on his face, you can see the PSD, the PSTD, right? The, the, uh, he's, he's just like, uh, he, you can see him going to lose it. And and that's really some great acting chops there. Yes. That, I, uh, think, uh, that, I think – what you're trying to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's like Mayfield said, you hold on to these values until the shit goes down and then you find out 
what you're going to hold on to. And we saw that with the Mandalorian taking his mask off or taking his helmet off, I should say, and showing his yep. face. But also Mayfield was a believer in the Empire until Operation Cinder. And what you're seeing right there is that uh, the believer, he, like you said, he was a believer until then. Yeah. Shattered his belief in the Empire. Yeah. And he just took him out and then took the whole thing out. <laughs> Which is interesting. I mean, uh, from like a visceral level, it was very cool to see. But at the same time, this is something I thought. There are all those soldiers that may have been just like him that didn't know anything. And now they're all dead. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely decision making. I mean, no doubt about it there. But when was the last time you cheered to see, like before that, when, you know, that, that giant yeah. transport comes in? When was the last time you cheered for the Empire or Stormtroopers? I know. And all of a sudden they had good shots with people that didn't have guns. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and what's, with those, what, what's those idiot, you know, pirates coming with sticks? And running at them with a, a a full legion of stormtroopers with guns, like all right, you, you're just dumb. Like I, I don't have any empathy yeah, for you. That's all like, I get. You know, turn around. Yeah, but turn around. You you lost. Like live and come back later. <laughs> True. Well, I did like. So they call them pirates, but it looks like they were just trying to destroy things. I think they were really freedom fighters. Probably. Insurgents of some sort. But that's what they wanted us to feel. I mean, right? That that's a direct that's you know, Rick from a you from a way as job of saying getting you to feel sympathy and empathy for the Empire, right? For the people that are over there. Cause you know, the other ones same thing happened, but um now it was with our hero. We we didn't want them to hurt our hero. But right. to them, but to them it was just another couple of uh stormtroopers with, you know, shit that's gonna blow stuff up. So right. It was meant to do that. Okay. And then probably one of the coolest parts of the series so far, though, was Din saying the same speech to Gideon that he said at the end of the last season. Yes. That was awesome. He's pissed. So, yeah. it was That was great. Just turning that around and throwing it in his face. Perfect. Yeah. Now... I have no idea how long the last episode is going to be. I'm going to assume it's at least 60 minutes. Uh, I'm assuming. Um, and I think, you know, episodes like the, we just watched the believer while didn't probably cost as much. I think it was the save for maybe bigger stuff here, but with maybe a smaller budget. Um, so, you know, the difference between this one and the tragedy, the Robert Rodriguez one is I, no matter, even though wherever they filmed, um, there was some stuff on, it looked like it was on location. I don't think it was all, I can't tell sometimes, but this one felt more like it was in a Star Wars world rather than like California. I agree. I agree on that. And, and I don't know how it happens. I think if it's lighting, I think it's lighting has a lot to do with it, but um, uh, it just felt more in the Star Wars universe than the last one. But I thought it was a very good episode. I, I, I liked it. It was too fast. It was 28 minutes. You know, yeah. but a lot happens. <laughs> a lot happened. I, I really, it was, seriously. And maybe I'm going too far saying it's my favorite episode. Maybe it's best for me to just say it was a nice, it was a nice change of pace. Yeah. It, there's nothing wrong saying it's your favorite episode. I mean, um, you know, I think we'll look back at the Robert Rodriguez one. And, and as much as I loved it, I think people are, you know, I don't know if you got any heart as much heart as you got this one, but I love Boba Fett, but you know, they're all good. They're all good episodes. I think that, I mean, 
you know, maybe the toughest one is the passenger, but even there was co- kind of cool. Cause it was a, it was a, a monster movie. Yeah. You know, and we got to learn about the X-Wing pilots, which will be part of something that's going to be the second, those guys will be in that other series. As we talked about last week, the um, Rangers of the Republic. Rangers of the Republic. Right. Yeah. So um, it's not, it's not accidents. So, but I will be interested to see who's all in the next episode where they, you know, does Bo-Katan come back? Does, you know, who, who's going to help? Um, there's a lot of rumors floating out there that Boba Fett may not make it, but I'd be really pissed if they like went all this trouble after 40 years, bring it back for him to die in this. Like I, I do want to see Boba Fett do things on his own, like not under the thumb of the empire, not under the, um, I guess, uh, debt to the Mandalorian, to Din Djarin, I, you know, and people are saying, well, maybe, maybe, maybe Din will get slave one. I'm like, fuck no. I don't want that. <laughs> I want both. If, if both, that's going to go down. That ship's got to go down too. Like no one can have it. Um, so now speaking of ships, if you remember the other episodes, um, there's a lot of people that said to him, well, that's a razor crest, isn't it? Not the razor crest. So he could probably buy another razor crest. Yeah. They never make just one ship, right? Unless someone built it themselves. I mean, right. Even the Falcon. There are many versions of that out there. Allegedly, yeah. Uh, the, well, yeah. It was supposed so. to be a favorite among smugglers. Right. So there you have it. That's the the Mandalorian. We got a big day this weekend, and then that's quiet time for a while. Yeah. I, I, we've gone really long, so maybe we save Dune for next week. I know we've pushed it off two weeks, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, how much more is there to wrap up? I'd like to talk about it in depth. Okay, then we'll do that. I mean, just trying to think here. Unless there's a whole bunch of news that gets dropped in the next week, I think yeah. we should have some time to talk about Dune, and then, then maybe reveal our next book. Yeah, when we when we get to, and let's see, we'll do it next week for sure because that way we we can figure out maybe book club can start after the holiday after New Year. I think it's a good idea and give people a chance to to get it. So. Whew. Another long one. Another. We just keep getting getting a lot of news from people. So, um, I don't know. I don't think we missed anything, did we? On Marvel or anything like that? I'm sure we missed something, but we got the most. We got most of it. Yep, and I'm not even I haven't even touched Discovery, so don't ask. That's okay. We've been busy. You know, <laughs> we, we can probably touch up on Discovery once uh, once that season finishes. Yeah, like when there's nothing between Christmas and New Year. I will say this. I did hear a bit of news that. Again, rumor, but uh, rumor is that CBS All Access is not, obviously they're going to rebrand to what, Paramount Plus later this year in the summer, I think, but uh, rumor is they're not getting the viewers they want, so they might license these Star Trek shows to Netflix because Netflix seems to be the magic thing that makes everything suddenly really popular, <laughs> which right. it's not. it's not beyond... The real reason, because I know at least the first season of Discovery was co-financed by Netflix because Netflix has the international streaming rights. Mm. So who knows? You know, if it brings in a bigger audience, I'm all for it. I've liked the three seasons of Discovery. I think the third is its strongest. And I enjoyed Picard. It wasn't great, you know, now that it's over, but it was fun. Yeah, and I'm. I want another season, especially if Worf if Worf shows up, then I'll be super happy. 
So, all right. All right. Well, we'll talk about that more once we get to uh, in the middle of the next uh, couple of weeks or so. Um, well, I don't think we have anything more left to say, Michael. So I'm going to say this to all our listeners. Thank you for listening. If it's your first time, thanks for showing up. Um, if you'd like, hit that subscribe button and it'll be uh, delivered right to your podcatcher, which whatever you're listening to. Um, we are on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good junk out there. Um, if you're a listener and it's come back, man, thanks again. I'm glad we uh, got you to come back at least once in a while. Um, if you want to check us out on social media, Michael's got you covered there. Twitter at Kybercast or Facebook. Look for the Kybercast page or group. And of course, on Instagram, Kybercast there too. Cool. We'll see you all uh, real soon. This is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.